Welcome to B2B Impact by BDB. Join me, Matt Smith, CEO of BDB, and Oliver Brewood, BDB's Head of Digital and Technology, as we get together to discuss the myriad of trends, topics, opportunities, and developments in the world of B2B marketing and communications. Our aim is to arm you with content, opinions, and insights that deliver lasting and meaningful impact across the B2B community, helping the global businesses and brands we partner with navigate their way through the information and communication revolution. Are you ready to make an impact? Hi everybody and welcome to the B2B Impact Podcast and on this week's episode we're going to discuss um, the social media platform TikTok and whether we think it has a place, I guess in specifically the B2B marketing communications mix. Um, and for a bit of context, we're seeing clients starting to entertain the idea of um, incorporating TikTok into their kind of um, stack of social media platforms that they've got in use. We've not really got any clients here yet at B2B, at BDB, sorry, in B2B, that uh, have built a real presence on there yet, or I don't think are too mm. sure how to really incorporate it into yeah. the mix, unless they're looking for some kind of B2B to C kind of pull through to the end consumer. Um, Ollie, TikTok, talk to me. I suppose it's, first of all, worth giving a little bit of an intro for in case anybody's not checked it out at all yet. So Where have you been? <laughs> I'm sure you'll have seen either TikTok, things from TikTok or things very similar because it's that influence has kind of spread to other platforms anyway. But the, sh the short version is that it's um, short form video content, very often humorous, sometimes informational. Um, but you'll be seeing that sort of short um, portrait video clip um, cropping up on Instagram. They've got the exact same sort of thing now. Mm -hmm. YouTube, I've got YouTube Shorts. It's the exact same sort of thing. It's often the same content posted across uh, various platforms, but I think TikTok's effectively the platform that's did biggest in that did trend. Did TikTok spin out of Vine? Is it, actual, I don't is think it linked so. or is it more just the concept or the principle of it that came across? So it's quite different to Vine. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Vine, I'd say, is more akin to what uh, Instagram videos and Instagram uh, uh, the shorts they call it on Instagram. Yeah. So that, that's oh, more reels. akin to, yeah. Reels and Instagram, sorry. So that's YouTube more shorts. akin to Vine. Yeah, yeah. So Instagram copied Vine back in the day. Uh -huh. uh, but Vine, I think, effectively couldn't monetize their model and yeah. too many platforms copied it quickly. TikTok's obviously managed to, you know, find its place in the marketplace before yep. every other platform cannibalized it, although they have now. But, um, but anyway, TikTok seems to be here to stay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like I say, lots of uh, short form video content that, effectively through their algorithm really drags you into watching more and more and more stuff that's often not adding a lot of value but can be quite entertaining and hard to put your phone down and get away from what they call it they're going down the tiktok rabbit hole don't they i think at the minute in terms of you've lost you can quite yeah. easily lose an hour to it once you get into uh, it 100 i've, I've even deleted it at times even playing around with it for the podcast and doing yeah. a bit of research into the b2b brands you do find yourself really spiraling and you can yeah. get drawn in very one very cat videos uh, suddenly I've, <laughs> i'm spending an hour and a half watching cat videos well speaking about cat videos then so in the sense of i think when you speak about tiktok a lot of people's automatic assumption is that you're doing some kind of viral dance uh, or some kind of amusing or humorous clip yeah what's your what's your stance on that i guess you know obviously i can lead the witness here but yeah like you say you're seeing a lot of that and i think you see the same sort of trends so you've got you got somebody doing a dance and then everybody copies it and everybody's doing their spin on that dance. You're seeing, I don't know what you'd even call it, but people pointing at like little stats that pop up in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, often again, quite humorous. And you've got a lot of, yeah, animal videos. So it's, it is, there's a lot of that content. And I think that's kind of what gets thrown at you yep. straight away. Yeah. Um, if you 
dig a bit deeper, you can find other types of content, which yeah. is just video at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I've, we've been uh, hunting for different types of accounts and influencers ahead of this podcast, and you, and you find that there is that type of content there. So, mm -hmm. for example, um, the sales professionals are, are, you know, sharing a short clip with sales advice that's, mm -hmm. that's clearly intended for other salespeople, whereas most of the content that's on the platform is effectively just there for entertainment for whoever feels like they like that type of content. I guess a lot of it, though, anchors back to... When, I, when I've been looking into it at the minute and considering where it could fit into the, the B2B comms mix, you do tend to find it's a lot of a single person in shot. So it's a person rather than a brand. So almost building a personal brand alongside it. Um, or you've got to have somebody who's willing to represent your brand on quite a consistent basis. So they want to see the same face over and over again in these clips. Mm -hmm. And then it's still very, very heavily B2C focused at the minute, I would say. Because even like the sales example you gave there of a salesman giving sales tips to other salespeople, yeah. I guess you could argue that's kind of B2B. But well, I suppose the difference not. in that case is that, so the person I'm thinking of is uh, Jay Barrows, if anybody's interested in finding sales advice, he's got a lot of sales content out there. Yeah. But I suppose the difference there is his company offers sales training, sales mm -hmm. coaching and things like that. Therefore, for him, him being out there as an influencer giving sales advice to salespeople could result in somebody going like, I like this guy, I would like more of this advice and on a more structured professional basis, therefore we might reach out to him to arrange to you know pay for some coaching and training mm -hmm. and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. So for him, him giving um, that kind of advice could directly translate into business, which I suppose isn't necessarily the case for, for other types of businesses. No, absolutely, in the B2B space particularly. Because I think for me, that's all it comes back to in very simple terms is, who are you what are your objectives? Who are you trying to reach? Can they be found on that platform? And I think at the minute, it's probably too much of a generalization to say so, but I don't know whether you agree that it's primarily millennials, Gen Z audience groups. I'm sure there are more mature people and uh, also using TikTok as a platform, but I'm pretty sure if you broke down the demographic of it overall, it would be angled toward the, the younger generations that are using it at the minute. So are they, are they the decision makers you're trying to contact and trying to influence and trying yeah. to get in front of? And at the minute, I would say for most of our clients, the answer is probably no. So in the sense of unless, unless as a B2B marketing business, you are looking, so as a B2B business, you are looking to grow your general awareness of your brand, as you say, over time, which is where I think a lot of the B2B businesses are starting to entertain TikTok at the minute from a purely awareness perspective. I'm struggling to see at the minute personally where the connection is going to be that's going to actually generate real business impact and tangible return on investment because obviously it takes a lot of time to craft these posts and a lot of time to craft all this content and do you really think that the b2b businesses are going to see return on that investment for the amount of effort that's going to go into it at the minute yeah and i think that's a good point and it comes back to one of the <clears throat> i suppose one of the points we raised in one of the previous um <clears throat> sorry uh, one of the previous podcasts which is around the fact that like 95 percent of buyers aren't in market at any one time yeah so brand awareness has probably more of a place than, than a lot of B2B companies give it credit. So is does that mean that you know TikTok's more relevant? And I was just quickly uh, looking up them around the demographics of TikTok. Mm -hmm. I've not uh, verified this, it's only a quick check. But according to what I found, 25% of users are aged between 10 and 19, so it's quite a, a heavy and its largest demographic is in that range. Yep. 22 to 24% are 20 to 29. But then you've still got 21% in 30 to 39, 20% in 40 to 49, and then 11% 50 plus. So the, the age range is fairly split, albeit it does skew younger. Do you um, want to view it more as a long game then, to get people interested or familiar or connecting with your brand from an earlier age to pull them through? 
Potentially, because I think that's it's, it's where the, the platform's currently at, and it's, it's likely that it's going to, obviously that another platform could come along, as they often do, um, but it seems like it's going to be here and around for a good few years, yet yeah, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere quickly. So from that point of view, is it somewhere people are going to keep turning for information or for entertainment? Potentially. I just think in the current environment, when marketing budgets are becoming under more pressure, people want more bang for the buck, more return on investment, is that good in B2B? Because that's what we're focusing yeah. on here. B2C, completely different ballgame. I could form several arguments there, obviously. But in the B2B space, is it good use of your time to spend hours crafting? And it does take a while. It's not, you know, how difficult it is to produce content here for ourselves on a regular basis mm-hmm. uh, with all the other um, client demands and so on. Especially if you look at the type of content on TikTok. So if you want to have people that are a bit more engaged, you've got to have somebody that's that's approaching TikTok in the right way, which mm-hmm. means you need to have somebody that's familiar with it and knows how to create that that content, whether that whether you are going down the information route, whether you're going down the um, the more humorous route. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, I was listening to a podcast about this the other day, is around like comments on TikTok and how important it is and um, to, to engage with comments and how, how much comments can kind of spiral. So they're talking about ads um, and talking about how like ads can be performing really, really well mm-hmm. on TikTok. And then you can start getting a few negative comments yep. that become more popular. All of a sudden your ads tank and the performance goes <laughs> down. So you have to be really on top of your game in terms of monitoring like yep. the comments. Because apparently comments can end up being quite vicious yep. um, in terms of, I suppose, a bit more like platforms like Reddit where people will you know, attack companies if they don't like the ad or they don't like the stance. Whereas, I think when you get platforms like Facebook or, or LinkedIn, if there's now people don't like, they usually just ignore it. Yeah. They're less likely to start commenting going, I hate this. Do you think it ties into the community aspect of it? Because obviously there is the ability, as well as just letting the algorithm force content upon you that it thinks you want to watch, and chances are you probably do because you've dwelled on something and connected with the piece of content previously. Obviously, you've still got the ability on TikTok to search and, and search out certain topics of relevance. So like B2B marketing, you can go on there and find that there's not a lot, by the way. Um, but in the sense of, do you think there's a, there's a community aspect to it to build people with common interests like you see on other social media platforms? I don't, I don't really get that feel from TikTok, but it's more, I don't know, like on, on other platforms, you see a lot more community aspects to it. Like Twitter, you see in the conversation, you see people in groups or, or uh, that have common interests in play. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I can't profess to be an expert on it enough to say for certain, but I, I would say my impression is what you're saying is correct, which is that... You, it doesn't have a community feel. It feels more like you could be a, a fan of an influencer, a follower of an influencer, but it doesn't feel like you're, because on Twitter you've got the ability to to really engage with the various different people. It feels like the volume going through TikTok means you're not likely to stick around long enough. You're not likely to pay attention to who's commenting long enough. It seems more like you'll follow and, yeah. and keep swiping most of the time. And what, what do you think about the influencer side of things? Because obviously B2B influencer marketing is growing, I would say, in terms of, um, not popularity, but in terms of prevalence, I guess, as part of the marketing mix, you are seeing that, but it's a different type of influencer. So it's not just um, an individual from the public who, as yeah. you say, is regurgitating content or endorsing a brand in some way through through a dance or a humorous piece of content or whatever it may be on TikTok. In the B2B space, you're typically seeing professionals and voices of authority within their thought leaders within their realm who are obviously you know, giving commentary on whatever it may be, from gut health to whatever it may be. Um, again, thinking about those influences, is TikTok where they're going to turn for that kind of thing to, f- to find their audiences? I think, I mean, it's one of the ones where, to be honest, we could probably deal with asking our clients at some point, are they on these, are they on the on TikTok? Um, is it somewhere that they're interested in finding the, these things? And I suppose, even if it's not a place you naturally turn 
for your answers. If you use that platform and you're interested in a subject, I don't see why you wouldn't also follow an account, even if it what if your intention wasn't to have it as a work-based platform. If it's something you're interested in, you're more likely to follow it. But do you but, think that's a B two B, you know, primary or secondary person in the buying cycle that's going to be on TikTok looking about gut health, or do you think they'll be on LinkedIn, or do you think they'd be on you know where? where if where you think about, I, th I think somebody's more likely to use TikTok regularly. Okay. So. If you've got somebody that we've seen from those stats, there are, there are people of all sorts of age groups and decision makers are getting younger anyway. Yep. So from that point of view, you've got every chance that a decision maker could be on TikTok. Um, and that's going to get more and more likely. So I think we've talked about it with regards to like Facebook advertising. Mm -hmm. So the, one of the main reasons we don't do a lot of Facebook advertising for our clients is because the targeting options don't, aren't there to support it. Yeah. On the other hand, things like Facebook retargeting, where you know that they've engaged with an ad in your landing page or your website in the past, so you're showing an ad to somebody that's engaged um, on Facebook, even though Facebook's more of a social platform and not a work kind of social platform, mm -hmm. um, the ads can perform really well and you're getting to the to the you know that decision maker, even though it's actually a more of a social platform. I think the same could apply to TikTok. If they're on that platform and you're putting content out there that they're interested in, um, then there's every chance that they'll engage with it. I suppose the hard part is, one, are they on that platform and how do you make sure that they're actually seeing your content if they are? Like, do the targeting options actually support it? Well, that's what I was going to get into in terms of the, that's what I was just Googling, then in terms of the actual advertising capabilities of TikTok at the minute, because I've listened to a lot of other podcasts and seen a lot of readings on it at the minute, it's evolving fast and obviously it's something they're looking to monetize and push out as fast as they can really. Mm -hmm. But even when you look at the success stories and the case studies that TikTok are showcasing as their um, proof points at the minute, I guess, of where they've had success with their advertising strategies, it's, it's all B2C yeah. brands again. So Spotify's <coughs> Oppo's, Acer, Lavaza, Estee Lauder, Ray-Ban, Samsung. Yeah. These are the brands that they're talking about and I can totally understand why somebody would engage with a lastminute.com advert you know holiday based and so on that they can connect with but are you really going to see i don't know a major food and nutrition ingredient supplier i don't i don't know i just can't see it yet i think it's about if it's something interesting i think the right person will engage with it but but it has would have to be interesting and would have to fit in with the platform mm -hmm. so i don't think just seeing what you'd if we were able to reach that person i don't think the ad that works on linkedin would work on tiktok it would need to fit the format be creatively matching the, the format and what those users are expecting otherwise yeah. they're going through a feed that's entertaining and they reach a dull ad and they're just going to switch it off i think yeah. you have to you have to treat it as an, an engaging way as a weird example i was listening to a podcast about this, this morning b2c example but it was about phone cases yeah. and the the lady on the podcast was talking about how just for the sake of getting more attention at the beginning of the ad first two seconds of the ad she bit a phone case and then it went on to do a normal ad about the phone case. Okay. And the reason was to grab people's attention at the very beginning. Yeah. And that got a huge amount of attention, m millions of impressions, a huge amount of comments. A lot of people going like, what is this? What why, why did you buy the phone case? <laughs> but in the process, it created a huge amount of buzz around yeah. this, this brand. Again, that's a B2C example. But I, I think the point remains is that it's about trying to make sure it fits in with what the platform is, mm -hmm. not just doing something that's like, here's a, an image of a white paper that's we, moving around we talk a, a lot don't we in b2b about it being very straight laced very professional um not overly emotive in terms of the marketing that's in play across brands and i think tiktok should and could be the perfect kind of outlet or social media platform to al allow you to humanize your brand more because obviously it's typically more focused around an individual as we've said and it's typically slightly more humorous tongue-in-cheek mm -hmm. fast-paced attention grabbing content i guess but 
again, I can't get away from it. Maybe it's because it's drilled into us, but I can't get away from the fact, unless your demographic of people you're trying to reach are there, it's just noise. I think, I'd say in a lot of the cases, it's, it seems like there's a good chance some of your demographic's going to be there. A lot of professional people will be using TikTok, but it's how do you reach them? How do you engage with them? How do you make them uh, actually, you know, engage with your content and mm-hmm. make them want to follow you? But, um, and, and again, it comes down to as well, how good are the ad targeting options or, yeah. or how good is their algorithm at recognizing the interest of someone? Yeah. Um, I think the really interesting point that you mentioned before was that B to B to C pull, yeah. um, which, you know, some of our clients have, have engaged in and continue to engage in. So there, there's, there's clearly more, more chance for that sort of thing to be easily fitting into TikTok. So, for, for example, if you work with a client in nutrition, they could create content for, B, for B2C users, effectively, or for consumers, to make them interested in a particular nutritional ingredient, which will help, therefore, like create, demand, demand create that gener- demand. Demand generation yeah. on that side of things, isn't it? But you don't see it that often in our, in our client base, particularly, I think, because typically they are an element of something that ends up being a final product that goes to a consumer. Yeah. Um, not to say they can't have a voice or an opinion in that kind of area, but yeah, I think it, again, it's a, it's a tough one to kind of imagine investing significant time or budget to yeah. at the minute. The other one I found that was was um, interesting, and I advise anybody listening to to look it up just because it's it's if nothing else interesting is a company called I think it's Apex Motion. So they mm-hmm. produce like robot arms for um, like bakery uh, companies so it's like all, all about packaging and production line and things like that yeah. their TikTok videos are just entirely humorous so clearly they've got a, like a social media manager exec whatever it is that, that's running that loves TikTok really active in it responding to comments um, people are loving the content it's got it's a company I looked it up 11 people are read, uh, linked on LinkedIn so if that's right 11 employees obviously there could be a couple more that aren't registered yeah. 800 followers on LinkedIn 75,000 followers on TikTok okay. and it's it's clearly a small company that's got a lot of attention and, and following and, and some of the videos are genuinely really funny and it, but then a part of me is going like why are we doing this? Like, what's, what are they actually based, getting from it? they're based it? in Canada right? Yeah so we're sat here on a podcast discussing them yeah. I guess that's what they're getting out of it. Yeah. So in terms of getting their brand out there, as you say, from that awareness perspective, again, what that isn't necessarily creating is demand for a robot arm. Not right now, but I, then what I'm wondering is like, how many of those 75,000 people you know, will end up in the right industry? Or, or will it mean that they've got enough buzz that within their industry they're Maybe. better known? Maybe. It's a difficult one to call, isn't it, until you've got the, those proof points or real case studies with it in the B2B space. And I, don't, I personally just don't think it's there yet. Or will it mean that they can recruit more easily because they'll that's have a, somebody that's, that's to- applying to it that's, that's going totally like, oh, objective. I love what you guys have done there. But that's love a totally it. different objective, isn't it? Yeah. I can totally understand, from our perspective, as a business, setting up a TikTok channel to help with our attraction retain. Totally get it. Yeah. I can see, if somebody said that to me in work, I'll sign that off tomorrow. If you told me we'd set, set up a TikTok account to appeal to B2B brands and the global businesses we work with, I'd need some convincing. I, I think, think, I think well, we could put budget and think it's somewhere a, else to get a quicker return. I don't know. I think if we wanted to do it, we could fit in very much like that uh, sales training example mm-hmm. that I mentioned. So we'd get some of our digital teams, some of our PR teams, some of our creative teams, and they'd put short videos out sharing their expertise on a particular subject. Mm-hmm. Quite, I'd say quite tactical, specific advice that people would find helpful yeah um and therefore you know you that would generate some level of following 
and if somebody liked it and then needed our services and wanted to know more mm-hmm. would would be like that higher up point that they could get in touch with that translates i think more easily to us where we're offering services and able to offer advice around those services i mm-hmm. think that's easier than than many of our clients yeah. where it's very very technical and you basically need a very scientific audience in many cases to actually understand what's being talked about yeah whereas us being marketers it's quite a broad interest type subject relatively easy yeah I mean, we are seeing, we're seeing rapid growth in TikTok, user growth across the globe, effectively, at the minute, particularly over Malaysia, kind of towards the, towards the east, I guess, from where we are here. And then I think UK ranked kind of second in terms of growth at the minute. Mm. So again, coming back to the, the demographics point, again, I guess it's just thinking about the territories you're trying to you, you get into um, and those individuals you are trying to influence. I can, I can see it sticking around and I can see it evolving. I can see it in a few years' time becoming more prevalent in B2B as some of the younger generations are pushing through now. Because I always think that you reflect back on, like what was your first social media platform that you used? You're not huge on them, are you? you don't like being no, big on them, uh, but I mean. Probably Facebook, I think. Facebook, I think the same Could for me. Could have been Twitter, one of the two. I think I had friends reunited at some point, I seem to recall, but that didn't really go anywhere. But in the sense of- I tend to set up accounts and never post on them anyway. No, I remember when I was at PwC, many, many years ago, setting up my Facebook account. Uh, probably when I should have been doing some work at the time. But uh, <laughs> I, do, I do remember doing that. and. That feels like a long time ago, and for a long time, Facebook was the the, 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 the platform of choice for myself and kind of my age group, I guess. I think it's, it's now only it's for old people now, isn't it? And of yeah. which we're that category. We, both, we, probably, <laughs> we probably are. So if you look if you look towards the mum and dad's generation, they've all got Facebook. Well, my mum has, but in the sense she's got a Facebook account, but she hasn't gone near Instagram as an example. Whereas I feel like our demographic has probably shifted a little bit towards Instagram. And I can see the younger generation now coming up and you can imagine Instagram users will suddenly switch to TikTok unless Instagram keeps up with the kind of mm. features and functionality of it. So I, I can see it being a prevalent platform in the future. I just, I still can't get where the connection is to sell mm. it into a client yet. Say to a client, right, okay, you need this as part of your communications mix. I'm not, I'm I not guess you need to think about it in terms of, you know, what is, what is, as you approach everything, what is your objective? Who are your audience? Yeah. How, how, does it ma- make sense? You shouldn't go and sell up a TikTok because TikTok's big at the minute. You should go and set up a TikTok if it makes sense for your business, your objectives, and your audience. But I think that's been the disconnect for some client conversations that I've had of late of, we think we should have a TikTok account. Do you remember when apps first came out and we had clients yeah. saying to us, I want an app, and I'm like, why? What for? Where does it fit into your mix? How does it fit into your communications flow? It's no different with TikTok for me in terms of, as you say, who are you trying to influence? Are they there? Can they be found on that platform? Will you get a return on your investment? I'm not, I'm not yeah. convinced at the minute. I think one's like, like we mentioned, there's, there's platforms or think companies that I suppose are, are technically B2B, but the type of content they're putting out there is kind of more mass appeal. So you've got the likes of Adobe. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if, if you're not familiar yeah. with it, it's all your creative suites of tools, so Photoshop and things like that, that is primarily used by professionals, but will also be used by students and, and so on. And it's quite a wide appeal in general. You've got Zoom. I think Zoom's a really good example of how to use TikTok. But again, it's a very broad appeal because so many people use Zoom. Yeah. Um, incidentally, Zoom's one that's quite interesting, quite a, possibly an interesting model for tech platforms in general, yeah. where they're putting out um, advice. They've also got funny videos. Of, uh, I saw they were doing like office parkour and encourage other people to share <laughs> their office parkour videos. So clearly targeting a young, younger demographic and trying to be quite fun. Um, but the other stuff they're putting out there I thought was quite interesting is dispelling myths. Yeah. So um, where you've got like c- concerns and paranoia around like, oh, can somebody unmute me? I saw one the other day where it was like explaining just very briefly in a TikTok style, no, um, nobody, not even the admin of that particular call can unmute somebody if you're muted. It's only for you to unmute yourself and so on. Yeah. So they're sharing those 
kind of myths and dispelling them um, to, as a way to, to educate the user. So again, I think if you've got that kind of um, kind of platform or that kind of business where it makes sense to be you know sharing that kind of advice, then it probably fits quite well. But all the examples that I found are more even the one, the ones that TikTok classes they're, they're B2B success cases. So Adobe, as you've said, Grammarly, Morning Brew, there's an article at Sage we already mentioned, uh, Shopify. I wouldn't class them as B2B as we know it. They're more, they are more akin towards the B2C brand and the users of the, their platforms and services. Mm -hmm. it's, it's much more relatable. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. I just think, I just think we're, we're way off it yet with where, where we are in terms, in terms of getting real appetite to explore it as a platform. I don't think you should dismiss it. I think you should look at it, qualify it, as you've said, in terms of other people there that you want to influence and, and, and get into your mix. But I'm not, I'm not convinced yet. That's my take. Yeah. Conclusive word from you, Ollie. I'd agree. Um, I think uh, it's, it's definitely one to look at. It's one to understand your audience and understand, do, do you think they're there? If you think they're there, then it's probably more merit in, in exploring it. Uh, and if they are there, can you actually reach them, either with the type of content that you want to put out there or through the ad options that are available to you uh, through TikTok? If you can't reach them or you, you think it'll just be not like a drop in the ocean, maybe you're best off looking at other platforms. But um, it's definitely, definitely a bit of a different one. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the B2B Impact podcast. No doubt this is a topic that we will continue to revisit in coming months and years as the platforms continue to evolve and develop. For the meantime, I think it's a no one and maybe is what we'll say for TikTok from a B2B marketing communications mix. Um, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye.